Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode two of The Split. Deep dive with me, Ben. And me, Tyler. All right, everyone. Episode two. We're back. Tyler, yeah, how you doing? We're back here for episode two. You excited? I'm, I'm very excited. We have a pretty fun topic lined up for you guys today. Yeah, we're talking about UFC 271. Um, also, we're going to start doing something a little different than last episode. We're going to start with some, just some shorter news things at the beginning. Just to warm everyone up for today's episode. And then we'll be getting into our main topic um, a little later. All right. Um, so starting off with Bob Saget's uh, news article here, um, The Cause of Death. Um, he recently died, um, the, um, according to Hollywood Reporter. So Bob Saget died at 65. He was in a hotel room and uh, he hit his head on something, thought nothing of it, and then just went to bed and uh, didn't wake up. The, um, he was a former Full House star and the rot- relatives confirmed the authorities have determined the cause of death as a head trauma. Yeah, very sad. Sad news that he died. Yeah, and um, there was uh, police added that there was no evidence of alcohol or drugs involved. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you want me to get on to my first topic? Yeah, well, real quick, what do you think, uh, Bob, Bob Saget, what do, you, what do you think about this incident? It's, it's, I mean, it's pretty devastating, yes. Yeah, you know, I saw a lot of people posting on their Instagram when he died. You know, a lot of people... Good people dying recently sad so yeah what do you think or is that someone you know, you i mean I've, well I've heard of him a couple of times i've never really watched him act or anything like that but um well according to hollywood um hollywood reporter it says the comedian was found dead in the orlando um in orlando florida in a hotel room on sunday january 9th and then at that time the information no information was released on the cause of death but the sheriff's department said no signs of foul play or drug use had been found. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so I think that's just a pretty, uh, it was pretty open shut case for the police. Uh, I mean, pretty sad to lose the guy, but uh, yeah. So yeah. Ben, what was that, your topic you were uh, bringing up there? So I think first we're going to talk about, just touch on our last podcast a little bit, you know, it went well. It was our first one, um, first of many. But yeah, it went well. We have a lot of listeners now, only after um, one episode and an intro. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped about that. I think we got got fifty plus, fifty plus right now, um, and we're predicting just keep going up. So thank you guys for listening. Um, then what was our our second news topic was. Uh, a Texas boy was mauled by a dog while coming home from school, according to Fox News. Seven-year-old boy in Alzi, Texas, is recovering from a dog attack last month with cuts and bruises requiring three hours of facial surgery or, you know, surgery in the facial reason, region to repair uh, nerve damage. And after that, he still had more surgery to repair other body damages. Yeah, um, can I just say, Tyler, I know you're very excited for this. We've been talking about it all day. Um, what do you think about it? What do you think of all this? Um, I think, um, 
Yeah. Well, the uh, this uh, Texas uh, Texas boy, I think um, he was a pretty young kid, only seven. I mean, no, he's still alive. Yes, but um, I think it was just sad for this guy to get. He was really mauled by a dog. His face was pretty torn up, uh, and his arms and other body parts. But so the boy, the boy was identified as Parker. Um, the county sheriff's office or Parker County Sheriff's Office as Connor Landers, and he had just gotten off a school bus on January 21st when a black brindle boxer in bull mustiff mixed breed escaped a fence yard and attacked him. And then uh, Parker, a bystander, freed Connor by hitting the dog with a large stick. And the dog's owner was 49-year-old Patty Jean Bell Noveline, and she was arrested on Monday and charged with attack of dog causing serious bodily injury, which is a third degree felony, if you know that. And she was released on a $10,000 bond on Tuesday, according to the jail records. And I kind of found this, uh, found this a little interesting. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the lady later said that, quote, my dog has always played with other children, animals, and I don't understand what happened. That's uh, that's what she said to Fox News Digital. Yeah, and then later on, the dog was humanely euthanized last week, according to the sheriff's office. Yeah, the dog might have played well before, but not this time. No, def- def- definitely not. I don't. I don't really think she was uh, had the right dog in mind when she was talking about the nice plane. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um... You want me to get into my next topic? Yeah, go ahead. It'd be great. All right. So I'm going to be talking about the African Cup of Nations, better known as AFCON. It's an African soccer or football tournament, I should say, um, that takes place with the top African nations. Um, so yeah, this is a very interesting tournament. It's one of the most unpredictable tournaments because you got some very top quality players playing in the Premier League who will come out to this tournament to play for their home country. And then you got some players that a lot of people have probably never heard of. But the thing with this tournament, um, the best team with the best players could lose to the team with the worst players. So unpredictable. You know, one of the favorites, Algeria, knocked out very early. Um, I believe in one game um, that a team had no goalkeepers to play. So they had to play an outfield player as their goalkeeper for a knockout Ooh, game. Uh, not as experienced. <laughs> yeah, and I believe when you – a shot got kicked at him he put his hands behind his back as that was his defender instincts <laughs> uh, even though he was playing as a goalkeeper but yeah it ended with the senegal versus egypt final which is actually yeah, like the two star players for each team are um two players who play for the same club team and it ended with a zero zero score with senegal winning on penalties so um tyler what do you think um, do you think a tournament is more exciting when it has the best players, or do you think it's more exciting um, when it's just more unpredictable and anything can happen, even if it might not have the top quality players? I think um, long as like everyone is you know same quality or level of playing skill, I think it's pretty interesting. But like you're saying, not many of these players are really well known. But I think this is a it sounds like a really good opportunity for these guys to get their name you know name out there, like Joe Burrow and his. <laughs> um, his younger ages, yeah. <laughs> always back to Joe Burrow, Tyler. I know, I know you love yes. him. Yes, and we all... uh, make sure to watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all love Joe Burrow. <laughs> all right. Uh, um, next topic. 
Um, the NBA All-Star Draft was just taken yesterday. Kevin Durant versus LeBron James as your two team captains picking the teams. Uh, Kevin Durant injured, so he will not be playing. Um, yeah, I think Team LeBron picking first um, have a big advantage when you look at their roster. Um, you know, I believe they have Steph Curry. Here, well, let me pull it up real quick. Team Durant, so they have Joel Embiid, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, Trey Young as their starters. Then Team LeBron, LeBron, Giannis, Stephen Curry, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Nikola Jokic. So this team, I think it's going to be a blowout once again with Team LeBron. But um, in the All-Star yeah. game, it's all lighthearted. Like a pretty good lineup. Yeah. And one of the funny moments um, from the draft is um, James Harden, recently traded from the Nets. Um, Kevin Durant, of course, they were playing on the Nets. Kevin Durant refused to pick him until the last pick where LeBron took him. Probably a little bit of stubborn. bad blood going there after um, James Harden just left. But it's going to be an exciting game coming up next weekend, I believe. Um, Team LeBron, for me, they're definitely going to take it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely there. Yeah, they definitely are. I think that'll wrap it up with our uh, our little subtopics for today. Am I, am I right? Yeah, let's get into our All main right, topic so today. Real UFC quick, if you, uh, if you viewed our episode on uh, Spotify, I believe, last week, you would have seen the poll. So the poll results from last week's question, which was uh, Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford, 100% of voters went to Joe Burrow. And, I mean, my vote did too. Joe Burrow is a pretty good guy, and he will be playing tomorrow in tomorrow's game. And yeah. uh, Bengals for sure. Okay. So, uh, Ben, let's get into our main topic for today, UFC Fight 271. Yeah. So, of course, this fight is headlined by Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker for um, the middleweight championship fight. Um, other fights going on, you have Derek Lewis fighting um, for the heavyweight fight for the co-main event and some other good fights too, but um, I want to say it's the most stacked card in terms of names, but that big fight, Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. I'm really looking forward to the rematch between these two. And I think it go either way at this middleweight clash. So. Yeah, I think it's, what do you it's, think? A, it's, a, it's pretty much of a toss-up because if, last time I recall, it was Israel Adesanya that won, correct? Yes, he won with a second round knockout, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, where were they playing? Um, well, so yeah, last time Israel Adesanya, he won the game. So just uh, let's go over the two uh, two players for I mean, two, two fighters, two, Tyler. Two two fighters. <laughs> yes, two fighters for Friday. Oh, for the uh, Saturday fight, seven p.m. Pacific time at the Toyota Center, um, in um, Texas. So, yeah, so Israel Adesanya versus uh, Robert Whitaker, as we said. So let's go over uh, Israel's stats. He has 21 wins with one loss. He's a 32-year-old, 6'3". He is 185 pounds, and he has a reach of 80 inches. And then Robert Whitaker has a pretty much, uh, pretty much the same, uh, same characteristics as him. He is 24 wins and five losses. 31-year-old with, or who is six feet tall, 185 pounds, and has a little bit of a shorter reach at 73 inches. 73.5 inches. Yeah, so let's get into, um, you know, one of the main fighters, one of my favorite fighters, um, one of the biggest names, Israel Adesanya. So, you know, a Nigerian-born New Zealand fighter, um, middle, current middleweight champ, 
Um, so yeah, let's just talk about him for a second. Um, yeah, I grew up, you know, a big fan of Japanese anime. Um, he's definitely expressed that even in this fight, doing a few anime moves. Um, yeah. Naruto, Death Note. Um, so yeah, definitely um, will be mainly focused on striking. Um, an amateur record of 32 and 0 in kickboxing. Um, definitely great kickboxer. And that's definitely you know, his biggest asset, those uh, lethal kicks and strikes. Um, he made his professional kickboxing debut in 2012 with the TKO against James Griffiths. Um, yeah, just a great kickboxer. And um, I, wait, let, let me rephrase. That was his first MMA fight, actually, not his first professional kickboxing fight. Um, yeah, first MMA fight. Um, took a quick hiatus after that. And then return to MMA in August 2015. Um, yeah, definitely a good start to his career. And then in December 2017, um, it was announced he had signed the contract with the UFC. And yeah, from there, just dominated everyone. Yeah. So, so this is one of the most anticipated rematches in the recent memory. Uh, is here when a champion from the former title holder in the main event of UFC 271 middleweight King Israel Arasania would like to turn back the man who won the belt from him, Robert Whitaker, when the two meet inside the Toyota Center in Houston on February 12th. Arasania stopped at Whitaker in Melbourne, Australia in October 2019 to kick off his reign stop the division. So, like we've been saying, your stats we've been going over, this is going to be a pretty, pretty close fight. And as we've been saying, Israel Asanya should just have the tip of this fight. Yeah, you know, you look at his record, only one loss. But when you look at it, I believe it was against Jan Bohovic. Um, is that his name? I believe so. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Went, went up away in that. Um, definitely the lighter guy. And a lot of people didn't expect him to win that fight, which, he, um, of course, he didn't. He lost with a decision and was dominated for most of that fight. But, you know, went right back down to his normal weight, um, got another win, and is now ready to make a second fight against Robert Whitaker and hopefully get a win. You know, he will be definitely looking to put a statement um, with his middleweight, middleweight division and retain this title. Yes, and uh, as I was going over earlier, their stats, and they're pretty much identical, except for one thing. And as you know, I'm pretty much, in, I'm, I'm pretty much into UFC and – everything really into UFC. So, um, but one thing that I was, I was thinking about was, uh, so Adesanya, he has a um, 80 inch reach and Whitaker only has a 73 inch, uh, 0.5 reach inch reach. So I'm not sure. Cause I mean, I'm pretty much into you. I'm, I'm really into this stuff and you are too, but I'm not really sure. Uh, is that, is that seven inches? Is that a lot? That seven inch reach difference? Is that, is that really a lot? Do you think that'll, really play into this weekend fight well um it's a lot different in the sport of mma to boxing because in boxing you look at that reach difference and you would say yeah that's a big advantage but in mma you know it's not just striking you can take people to the ground there's takedowns ground game and i believe robert whitaker um you know he is wrestling background he's definitely um can grapple which is not out of sonya's um biggest strength but um Adesanya will look to keep this fight um both on their feet, just looking to use his range um, on those good kicks and strikes and keep him back and look for a knockout. So it just depends really um, who takes control of this fight. 
Um, Adesanya will want to use that reach to his advantage to play into his striking game. But Whitaker, you know, um, if he can play into his game, it won't really matter that he doesn't have the reach, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, they both have the body for this fight for sure. But it's also the smarts who's smarter because you got to play smart too. And I think in past fights, Adesanya has shown um, has shown that he he can think under pressure just a little bit. Or really, what do you think about that, Ben? Does he does he show that he can you know think when he's down there on the ring? Yeah, he definitely does. I remember I'm not sure who it was against, but he had that one fight when he basically said he was ready to die to win. He definitely will do anything to win. He will perform under the pressure. Um, yeah, he's definitely a good fighter. Um, yeah, we'll be ready to do whatever it takes to win this. Yeah, he definitely will. Um, Robert Whitaker, he's he's also pretty dedicated. I don't know. I don't know if he's as much dedicated as both them. I mean, all the fighters in the UFC are they're they're dedicated to their life. Yeah, but Robert Whitaker, I'm not 100 percent sure. Is he is he really dedicated to this fight? You know, I think he is. Uh, I think he'll be looking for revenge. You know, he's a great, great, great fighter. Um, New Zealand-born, Australian fighter. Um, a former middleweight champion. And we're looking, be looking to bring that belt back, you know. He became an interim champion um, at UFC 213 and was promoted to undisputed champion um, in 2017. But um, after losing to Adesanya, that was a while ago, but um, he'll be looking for a comeback win here. And I think that's really going to drive him. Is this going to be a big fight for him? If he wins this, you know, probably be looking at a third fight between the two. And after that, who knows? So, yeah, I think he will be dedicated to really win. Yeah. And Whitaker, as you were saying, he last time these guys matched up, he lost. So I think there's going to be a little bit more, I wouldn't say anger, but that you know, he has a lot more means or not means, but he really, it really means more to him to win this fight because uh, he lost last time he uh, fought Alessandra. Yeah, I even heard a lot of people saying they got, got Whitaker for this fight. Um, I heard one news story, Adesanya saying he was a little scared. I don't know how true that is. I just glanced at that um, about a week ago. But yeah, Adesanya definitely has things to worry about. It's not going to be an easy fight at all. Yeah, and like you are saying, Adesanya going out or not, or maybe being quoted on the news as saying, you know, he's a little scared. I think saying that is kind of lowers morale and I think that kind of goes to Whitaker and Whitaker really sees that and, you know, takes that and he gets, he gets, you know, he puts more power in a strike. Yeah. You know, definitely looking at the stats, um, Adesanya number three pound per pound, pound per pound, which um, is basically overall not determining weight. Um, and the, the champ going into this fight. Um, so yeah, he's got to be confident. He's really got to take it to Whitaker and win. Yes, I think Arsania, if he really, really gives it at all, which I'm, I'm sure he will, he should have, he should have the upper hand in this fight. Yeah, you know, who do you think? You know, let's just, we've covered a lot of it. Um, who do you got and how do you think they're going to win? So I think Arsania, um, Arsania, I've been saying is going to win. And real quick, before we go into, you know, how they're going to win all that for our, People who aren't as much into boxing, which I, I know there's some of you guys out there, not as many. There's a lot of a lot of boxing, a lot of you know, a lot of UFC fans out there. Um, so there's ten different ways. Well, just gonna go over some basic basic uh, basic rules and how the game works. As, uh, 
contest works. So UFC, UFC fight consists of three five-minute rounds. A champion is first. The champion fight, however, is stretched to five rounds. So there's 10 different ways the fight can end. A decision when the allotted time runs out, the fight is decided by the judges. The second is a knockout. A fighter is unable to continue due to strikes. Technical knockout. The referee stops the out because a fighter is no longer able to defend themselves from strikes or is taking excessive damage. I've I've seen that a couple of times. It's uh it's pretty brutal when they don't want to when the other guy doesn't want to give up, but uh, he's still taking strikes, detrimental strikes to the, his body. Yeah. And then another way, um, submission. A fighter admits defeat by tapping their opponent's body or the mat or tapping verbally. I think this is a very humbling experience when you just have to take yourself and really give give yourself or you know kind of help yourself with the loss if that's that's not the right way to say that but it's kind of it's very humbling when when a fighter has to do that and then another way is technical submission the referee stops the stops the fight because a fighter is in danger of injury from some from a submission either because they have broken a bone or have been uh, choked unconscious. Another way is a doctor stoppage. The doctor decides it's unsafe for the fighter to continue, usually because of a cut or injury to injury to their body. And then um, disqualification if a fighter is warned but continues to break the rules or uses uh, an illegal strike that prevents the opponent from continuing, they will be disqualified. I think that's kind of a not a sad way, but it's just kind of kind of interesting way. Then we got retirement. A fighter decides they can no longer continue usually between rounds, which is another. It's kind of kind of very humbling, just like uh, just like submission. And then the um, last two more. No contest. If a fighter cannot continue due to an accidental illegal strike early in the fight, the fight will be ruled as no contest. And then the last one is a technical decision. If the fighter cannot continue due to an accidental illegal strike in the third round of a three-round fight or the fifth round of a five-round fight, the decision goes to which fighter is ahead on the judges' scored at the time. And that's uh, that's the ten ways a fight can end. So Ben, is her um, like last week we kind of talked about the Super Bowl and the coin flip and how much there's how there's too much weight. Do you think these uh, rules are you know good and they should stay this way, or do you think they should be changed? Um, well, I actually want to cover a few of these different ways. Um, one is the submission. Um, there's different fighters who think differently about this. Um, Khabib, one of the greatest fighters to ever fight. He's basically said to people like Conor McGregor, if you tap, you're not a real fighter. You should be in the choke until you pass out and you have no choice if you want to stop or not. And then other people like Sean O'Malley basically saying, you know, you're fighting for your own safety and you better get to a certain point. It's going to benefit you. Um, you just got to tap. So before, you know, I get into a few other things like the injury and a few examples of that, what do you think? Do you think if you're getting choked out, if you're um, in a grapple, they got you in a hold, some sort of hold. Do you think you should tap, or do you think you should just deal with it and until it's not your choice anymore, and the ref have to stop it, or your body just stops itself? I think it's really um, it really depends on the moment. You can't just you know give us. I mean, 
you can't just you really got to be in the moment to really decide but i mean just kind of looking at it as a technical standpoint i think i think when you're in that chokehold and you can't really you can't really get out of it and you don't think you can i mean it's really humbling to tap out but i think to be able to continue on to the next rounds in the next minutes to come i think uh i think you're gonna have to tap out on that but it, like i said it's very humbling for a fighter to do that yeah it all comes down to their upbringing and how they were taught to fight you know, Khabib raised in the mountains, um, fighting bears. I'm not yeah, surprised. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> next year I see all these fighters or when they retire being mountain men out there on the mountains, fighting bears, yeah. using all that skill they learn. Yeah, Khabib raised in the Russian mountains. Um, I don't know if you knew this. He basically, when he was a kid, his father would tie bears to like a chain, and he would wrestle the bears, like, Young bears while a kid. Wait, who was that? You said that was uh. Uh, the name of the fighter. Yeah, who was that? His name is Khabib. He's retired, but you know, one of the best fighters. Yeah, I've heard his name around. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not surprised. He's someone who says you shouldn't be tapping. You should be fighting to the end. Um, yeah, when you're in a fight with bears, I don't think uh, <laughs> I don't think the you know fight with another opponent pretty much your same size and. Uh, skill i don't think after fighting a bear i don't think you're gonna tap out on that yeah and then i think i'll just touch on one more way which is the um a doctor stoppage or some sort of injury and there's some wild injuries you know recently conor mcgregor snapping his ankle at the end of the first round um in the trilogy fight against dustin poirier um you know chris weidman i believe you know went for a kick and when he stood back on his leg it folded and that's watching that it's oh it's gross it's really hard to watch and anderson silva basically the same thing happened he tried to put the weight on his back leg and basically just folded pulled it in and yeah there's definitely been some wild injuries like arms getting basically dislocated when they're in arm bar yeah definitely a crazy sport with lots of injuries yeah it's pretty interesting stuff that goes on there pretty brutal too Surprised they don't have more injuries for really what they're putting their bodies through. Yeah, you know, crazy knockouts as well. Um, Conor McGregor earlier in his career, I mean, crazy knockouts. You know, Masvidal with the quickest knockout on Ben Askren, six seconds into the fight with a flying knee to the to the face, and then going even after he's knocked out, pummeling with pummeling him with shots over the head. So. Yeah, crazy knockout, crazy sport, crazy damage. But, you know, these are fighters that can take it. Yeah, and, like, going back to that training, you know, how you said the bear, he would fight bears. What do you think, you know, they put, you know, put a lot of time and effort into their training, but really insight to their training, what do you think or how much do you really think they're, you know, they're training in the offseason in between fights? I think it, like, depends on the fighter, really, because – I know there's some fighters, look at Francis Ngannou, current heavyweight fighter, possibly could have just fought his last fight in the UFC. Um, he has a crazy story. You know, um, um, grew up in the sand mines, you know, escaping um, from that with his mom, you know, becoming a boxer, getting into MMA. And, you know, he did start later in his life than a lot of people because there's a lot of fighters that are very young and they're always training. But I think when you start older, um, you got to put so much more time in because you've already lost all the time. So you got to be constantly training. And, 
you know, you got to fight to be the best. So, yeah, I think a lot of fighters um, really do put in work um, to be the best, you know, get money, get game pride. Um, so, is that what you think? Yeah, I do think that if you start late, it's kind of, it's really grueling on your body and that'll, you'll really feel it, um, feel it later on if you, I mean, if you start late, a lot later you'll you'll really feel that and I, the background before between i mean behind most fighters is really interesting because it's kind of a i wouldn't say a hard thing to get into but it's more it's interesting these background between fighters you, you just don't become a fighter overnight it's like we've been saying it's a very long hard and treacherous journey and where a lot of these guys come from in their background and why they decided to go into ufc it's really interesting and it's, it's, I like, like listening to it. Yeah. You know, I think some people, you know, got to put in the hard work, but some people are just natural born fighters. You look at the Diaz brothers and I think there's been multiple fights. They don't really care about winning. They just want to fight. <laughs> they just want to beat people up and get beaten up at the same time. And yeah, I think some people fight to win. win. Some people fight to just be out there and get their name out there and, and get a good name. Yeah. Some people just like to fight. Some people are doing it for the money, but I do think it's really fun watching those fighters. You can tell, really enjoy it, and they don't care what anyone thinks. They'll be all bloody, and they'll still be fighting. Yeah, I haven't done as much research into um, into how much do they win if they win, like the you know the big fights. How much? How much do they bring home on that? You know, this is a topic I actually wanted to get get into, um, which is very, very controversial. You know. Um, amateur boxer, social media influencer Jake Paul, um, who's talked about this a lot, calling out Dana White, who's the owner of the UFC, for not paying paying his fighters enough in these big fights. You know, Francis Ngannou, current heavyweight champion um, of the world in the UFC, has um, you know some beef with Dana White about um, amount he's getting paid. Um, when you compare it to boxing, you know Floyd Mayweather getting paid against Conor McGregor a hundred. Over 100 million, and some of these UFC fighters getting. I heard the Mosvidal, like five mil for 50 fights, like $500,000 fight for Nganu. Um, I don't think it's enough when you realize these people, they're getting beaten up in a sport yeah, that not really many people see do. them out on there on the ring. And you think, oh, just for that, that's way too much. But it's really not enough if you really go back into all the effort and time and how long they've really been doing this. And they'll really, you know, they'll really be paying for it later. They'll really be feeling it later in their life when all these injuries really come back at them. Yeah, you know, I don't know how much you know about Dana White, but a lot of people have been calling him greedy for not paying his fighters enough, you know, being the owner. Do you think it needs to be looked into how much these fighters are being paid compared to other combat sports like boxing and some of the top fighters there? Yeah, I, I do think it should be, uh, should be looked into more and do more research. And just really see, or they should really do a study on how much these guys put in and all the effort, and really just you know um, see where uh, see where they put the money. Yeah, you know we've covered a lot of this now, but I think it's time we've talked about the ways you can lose a fight, the ways you can win a fight, the types of fighters out there. So let's bring it back to our fight we're talking about: Adesanya versus Whitaker. Um, who do you have winning this? What round? So, like think? we've been saying many times, I have Adesanya. Adesanya winning. Uh, what about you? Um, yeah, I, I'm really not sure. I know a lot of people have Whitaker, but because I think I have 
I watch Adesanya more. I like him more. Um, I think he will be able to pull through. Um, for what I know, he's never lost at middleweight, which is um, his preferred weight class. And I see him winning either with the late on knockout um, or by a decision after the five rounds. Yeah, it's a, that's about what I was thinking too. Probably probably decision because these guys, um, I mean, they'll cause injury to each other, but not enough to I really think, you know, call the fight. And I think, yeah, it'll be a decision and uh, it'll be interesting to watch this fight. I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped about it. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Um, Adesanya always puts on a show. Um, his last fight was also a decision, but he really showed, dominated the whole fight against um, Vittori. And he's such a fun fighter. He's got a great personality, great background. And, you know, both guys are going to put on a show, and I truly believe it's going to be a great fight. And I'm very looking forward to UFC 271 and a great fight night. Yeah, like, oh, well, I really want to, just for, just for a second, I want to get away from the fight and kind of look at the, uh, the Toyota Center. Do you think, is there, um, I'm not sure, are they letting uh, viewers into the Toyota Center to watch the fight? Yeah, they are. Um, I think it's been for the past year or so. Um, it's been a while since they've been letting people in. Um, yeah, there will be a lot of people there watching. All right. How much do those tickets run for? Because, like, Super Bowl tickets, those are super expensive. These, I'm sure, are not even close to that. But I'm sure they're still pretty up there, right? You know, I couldn't um, name it off the top of my head. But I could name, like, the pay-per-view prices. Um, people watching it online, I believe it's around – you know, sixty to eighty dollars per fight to to watch it at home on your TV um, for pay per view, which I think is a lot. Um, I think that's also people what people have been calling Dana White out for raising the pay per view prices. But to actually go there, um, I couldn't tell you really. Well, how much? Or I mean, yeah, how much? Uh, actually, how many viewers are there that you know are at home watching this fight? Um. Definitely a lot. I couldn't, once again, I don't think I could tell you off the top of my head. Um, Wait, but actually, where is the fight available online? Or um, I believe, yeah, I believe you can watch it on different places. I think ESPN has it for pay-per-view. Um, you can find it on cable for pay-per-view. Um, yeah, anywhere that's running um, UFC pay-per-view fights, you can watch it. But if you're willing to pay... And of course, the people will be streaming it illegally through third-party services, which we do not condone, even though I have watched illegal streams before. <laughs> we, do, we do not condone this. And yeah, don't, don't be giving out your, your password to these third-party services. It's, it's not a good idea if they're asking for your credit card to watch yeah, a free fight. taken down anyways yeah. if you do put anything up there. Yeah, we do not condone that at all. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't be watching illegal streams. If you want, if you don't want to pay, just wait to watch it once it's posted on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, don't be watching illegal fights and don't be streaming them illegally either. Yeah. So, um, is there really anything else you want to go over before we're almost out of time here? Um, it's basically basically it. You know, um, I'll, we'll see who watches the fight. Um, I think I'll be watching it. It should be. Tonight, as we post this, if this should be posted Saturday morning, so the fight will be later today. And yeah, we'll see who's watching 
Tyler, are you going to be watching it, or, or you sure. might just watch I it will, after? I'll, I'll, actually, I'll probably, I'll probably get the highlight reel after. Yeah. It's going to be be a good fight. And, of course, uh, like I said, both of us are for Adesanya, probably by decision. Yeah. So, I guess, ready for me to close this out for the day? Yeah. Um, I think we're, we're about done. Yes. So, um, new podcast coming soon. Um, hopefully, we'll be getting our first guest, um, a good friend of ours. We don't want to give anything away yet. Um, and also, the Instagram official um, the Sweat Deep Dive Instagram account uh, is, is up and running. So go and follow that. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, tune in next time for podcast number three. That's All right. Thank you. And uh, good night. And see you guys next time. Good night. Thank you for viewing tonight's um, podcast. Information is from CBS News, Fox Business News, Fox News, and Hol- the Hollywood Reporter. Thank you. And Good night.